White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 Call your sons! Call your daughters! Holy cow! Carlton Burns has put the White Sox ahead! There goes number 400! The big Brad Burns takes the perfect game! His second no-hitter! You can't put it on the board! Yeah! Can it go? Grand slam! A White Sox winner and a world championship! Have all the fun you want, Tim Anderson! This one is... Locked on socks. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey. And the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Socks podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Socks. Whew, man. Tough day. Um, I am Herb Lawrence, and with me as always is Chris Tannehill. Man, this goddamn game got <laughs> me in a horrible mood. But sorry about that. How you doing, Chris? Herbie, this is not for the timid here, this 60-game season. We're, we, we've got a long ways to go here. You're going to have to find a way to keep it together for me. But, yeah, that, was, uh, that game was complete trash. Uh, and just want to let you know that the uh, – Lockdown White Sox is brought to you by Rock Auto. Yeah, that was an ugly one tonight, Herbie. White Sox losers 8-3 to to the Brewers, dropping two straight now after winning six in a row. It was bad everything. It was bad offense, really bad defense, and Elo Jimenez was trending on Twitter and not for a good reason. But let's do a little uh, housekeeping uh, off the top. Rick Renteria spoke today in a Zoom conference chat uh, with the White Sox beat reporter contingent, and he uh, mentioned that Tim Anderson is going to begin his rehab assignment in Schaumburg uh, from his injury and that he's going to have his job in the leadoff role uh, when he comes back from his rehab. So just to frame it a little bit, we, we this has been something that we talked about even uh, going back to to before the season started about Tim Anderson being in the leadoff spot and, and once Ricky started to roll him out there on a more consistent basis, we're like, oh, okay, this looks like it's going to be a thing. Uh, we initially said we were uh, against it because I know me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Tim's approach. I know it's hard to argue with the results of a batting championship in 2019, but uh, it doesn't take enough walks uh, for me, and I would like to see the power numbers grow a little bit before we have this conversation about it if he's the best guy in the leadoff spot and that was my big contingent I was like okay if the power numbers grow and I could see him being a spark at the top of the lineup because I we none of us thought that the the batting average would be sustainable but we thought if the walks got better that would be an even trade in that regard so through seven games in the leadoff spot he after starting a Rather shaky, Tim Anderson in his first few games, not great. But through seven games in the leadoff spot, Tim Anderson hitting 333 with a 355 OBP and slugging 567, good for a 922 OPS. Now, Luis Robert, who had his worst night in a uh, in big boy baseball pants tonight, he was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. And real quick, Herbie, um, what do you think about that night off now for Luis Robert? Still the same? Yeah. Or? Uh, I mean, yeah, he hasn't looked good lately. So I think they got the book on him. You know, that high fastball inside, he's going to be swinging, going to be flailing at the outside slider. So 
Um, he's got three tough customers with the Cleveland Indians coming into town. That's a Savali guy first. So I would rather him face Savali and have the night off or the day off on Sunday yeah. when um, Bieber is pitching. So maybe then we'll have a, a day off yeah. on the Sunday. But Savali will be his best chance to get a couple hits because Plesak's going on Saturday, and he's probably – their second or third best yeah. pitcher. So then they're off Monday, I believe. So that way he'll get the two days off. So yeah, they'll they'll just have to suck it up until then, and he can at least help save you some runs in the outfield. Uh, you know, at the very least. But through five games in the leadoff spot, uh, not this is before tonight's game. Uh, Luis Roberts hitting four twenty nine with a five twenty OBP, and he's slugging six sixty seven with uh, an OPS good for one point one eight seven, well over a thousand OPS for Luis Robert in the leadoff spot. Now, after hearing those numbers paired together, how do we feel about Tim Anderson regaining his gig as the leadoff man for the Chicago White Sox? Not great, but a little housekeeping there. Their next off day is next Thursday after a Ooh. day game in the toilets. Ooh. Uh, so a 12-10 day game uh, Wednesday and then Thursday is off. But yeah, Timmy regaining his spot i'm i'm good for that he i don't think profiles as a leadoff guy we've talked about that many times here before but in the interim with no nick madrigal with luis roberts struggling in that spot and the the hesitance of both of us and probably the organization to to put yohan mancada up there and anybody up there like grandal who would be the next best guy Timmy is the best option to go forward. So I'll reluctantly say Timmy will be the guy once he gets off the IL. Yeah, and uh, even though the numbers for Robert are better, they're certainly trending downward in that regard. But yeah, I mean, I'm all for giving Timmy the gig back too, just sort of as we process this a little bit and and, and everything's in context. We see the night that Robert had tonight and not going to make any decisions based after one game, but... Uh, I think taking a little pressure off of him and, and and giving the gig back to Tim Anderson, who did turn it around before his injury, uh, I think that would, that would be prudent in this situation. Uh, bump Lou Bob down. I don't know how far down the line if you go with him there, but I think as far as just the number one spot, I, I think that, that that's only right to give it back to T.A. at this point. He didn't do anything to lose that gig uh, other than getting hurt. So if, if he was struggling all the way through, then maybe I'd reevaluate, but he, he showed signs of improvement and the, the power was starting to come back a little bit too before he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to, to see how this one plays out, as I always uh, like to say. Uh, moving on to the game tonight. Oh, boy. Um, so Gio Gonzalez got the uh, ball for the White Sox tonight, and he went up against Josh Lindblom, who was really, really good early. I mean, he, he, was, he had nasty stuff tonight. All over the zone, in and out, up and down, lots of spin going on. He made the hitters look foolish uh, pretty early there. I think he struck out the first five men he faced until Leary Legend hit a two-run bomb off him in the uh, second inning. Uh, but you know this this one was pretty it was pretty tightly contested early, and then Herbie the fifth inning happened and. This fifth inning made me super mad. This is uh, one of those times where the wife was like, hey, what's what's going on? Baseball's on. Why are you so upset? <laughs> and you just don't even have time to understand. <laughs> you, just, you, you don't have the patience. You don't have the time. So 
Keston Hero grounds out to begin the inning. Okay, cool. That's a great start. Excellent. Yeah, and then Christian Yelich. Into left field. Eloy going back on it at the warning track. Now coming back in, and it bounces off the turf. That's a fair ball. Eloy gets tangled up in the netting, and Yelich is to third. He's coming around third on his way home, and he's inside the park with a home run. Well, unfortunately, Eloy would tell you that he probably should have had that. <laughs> Thank you, Stoney. Uh, things could not have gone worse for Eloy. That was that was a real adventure for Mr. Jimenez out there in left field. I mean, literally, when I when I say things could not have, have gone worse for Eloy, they, they really couldn't have. Let's hear that one more time. Into left field. Eloy going back on it at the warning track. Now coming back in. And the White Sox have sold the team to Florida. Like that that's <laughs> it, it really couldn't have gone worse than that. And Oh my God. And, like the route he took. <laughs> it was so circuitous. Just uh, go bad. to where the ball is gonna be at. And then, you know, the unnecessary momentum, like he can't stop himself <laughs> from going into the net and like I thought he was hurt, which is the most, be, the best thing that came out of this. That he wasn't hurt except for his feelings, and then he like just chills in the netting for a little bit, and then finally he's like, "Okay, let's get up and throw this ball." While Christian is racing across home plate, it's like, "God damn, man!" When I and that happened, I was like, "I'm good, yeah. I'm real good," and I I actually just left the room. I was like. I'm done. I didn't even get to see the uh, Jerko home run and the subsequent uh, RBI single. I was just so pissed, like you, in the fifth inning. I was like, I'm done. Like, that just made it 2-2, two to two, and I was like, all right, that's just setting the tone for the rest of the night. The, we're not getting another hit off of Lynn Bloom because he's been filthy. The one that uh, the one that Larry, the home run that Larry got was a mistake, and Larry took advantage of it. I said, I knew we were not getting more runs off of that guy, so... Uh, that really much epitomized the night. It's embarrassing. That will be a like a Jose Canseco like replay they'll oh. have for Eli Jimenez. Oh, it's already started. Life. I was thinking at least no one saw this. It's the White Sox. You know the Cubs were still on at that point. I was like, no one saw this, right? This wasn't a thing. Uh, but no, plenty of people saw it. It actually was on the front page of MLB.com uh, mm. with the still shot of of Eloy in the net. And within minutes, it was all over social media. And yeah, I'm just going to say it. It was all over uh, Cubs social media channels. And they were talking about it and having a good laugh at it. And I suppose turnabout is fair play because, you know, we've we've been rightfully excited uh, about Eloy Jimenez and the Thanks, Cubs! thing that happened last year. And, you know, who won the trade and how it was pretty one-sided trade. So, you know, we, we, we've, we've, we've had our fun with it over the past calendar year, which is fine. So, you know, turnabout's fair play. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, Eloy is trash out there, and the Sox are going to get him killed. And, you know, Sox fans keep talking about Kyle Schwarber, which is not a thing. We, we, we don't care about Kyle Schwarber. I enjoy watching him hit bombs. Um, but I'm going to use Kyle Schwarber here as a case in point. Look, listen, the, the White Sox, at least this version of 2020, is only going to work if Eloy Jimenez is your starting left fielder. They've, they've got too many DHs on the team, too many first basemen on the team. It is what it is right now at this particular point, and I'm not going to even go back and retroactively debate the construction of this team because what they wanted to do was get some offense for this young pitching staff. And after they added Keuchel, they wanted to prop up the offense a little bit with power, 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 power bats, power arms, 
cool. That's a good philosophy. Adding home runs to your team, good. I'm down with it. Any way you can do it, you just have to find a way to do it. They, they were done with being mediocre. So I don't even have a problem with the way they constructed the team with, with, with the DHs and whatnot. Um, but this the team only works as is if Eloy's in left field. They're not going to move him to DH. You've got in, Encarnacion, who doesn't even play. You've got Zach Collins, who doesn't even play. The best version of the Sox is when Eloy is playing a, a, a below average at best left field. And as long as he's not getting himself hurt out there, it's usually fine. And tonight only resulted in the one run being lost to the inside the park home run. That's going to happen once in a while, I suppose. But I will say this, though. You know, people are, they may clown me for this one, but you know, we watch all the games. We watch every inning. I will say that Eloy has improved his defense this year. I mean, he's made a few nice running plays coming in on the ball, uh, you know, call, you know, waving off TA at once. I remember, you know, on, on one of those in between balls that you could easily see dropping in in years past, he's made strides to improve his defense. But when you see a play like that, you, you all of a sudden you doubt the whole process and why even bother with any of it. But do you, do you uh, agree that he is – I think he's not a lost cause out there. You look at Kyle Schwarber who was basically – he was a joke out there in the 2015 NLCS against the Mets. It was an embarrassment. It was a disaster. But he misses all of 2016 until the World Series. And by 2018, middle of 2018, he turned himself into a serviceable left fielder. And I see no reason why Eloy Jimenez can't do the same. Herb, what do you think? I mean, Eloy's going to have to want it. We've seen way too many, like way too many, like boneheaded outfield plays. Left field's not that damn hard. It's not hard at all. You have a guy on your left that's covering all, pretty much all that space. So you got to worry from the, the fair pole to where you're standing currently. And today's route was garbage. The effort to catch the ball was terrible. Like running into the wall a couple of weeks ago, letting him out for a couple of days, inexcusable. Not getting called off by Adam Engel last year and going in the DL last year. Also awful. Yeah, he could get better, but he's going to have to want to get better. There's going to have to be a thing where Rick Hahn or Kenny Williams or Rick Renterio have to say, you're going to be a DH. We got Edwin for this year, but next year you're a DH unless I see market improvement because you're costing us runs. Like you're literally costing us runs out there by playing that poor outfield. The last thing we want to do is you cost us runs and also miss game time because we need your bat in the lineup. So you need to make the choice. You want to play left field? Prove it to us because this can't go on. It cannot. Yeah, and they're going to have to open up the checkbook once again if they really, if you know, they this can't be your number one option going into twenty twenty one, having him as your starting left fielder because I, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Encarnacion? Like he had the injury in the shoulder a couple of days ago, just running to first base. Uh, my 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 doubts about him right now. I'm not proven wrong just yet. Where all of a sudden guys just fall off the table completely, and they go from hitting 30 bombs to all of a sudden just like, hey man, remember that guy? He used to be a thing. I don't know what what's going on with him. But as far as 2021, they better open up the pocketbook and and spring for George Springer if they want to have some viable options out there. Then that I'm cool with that. If you want to say, hey, we'll do that. You improve your defense and also slide Eloy to DH. I don't care if he. 
he says he doesn't want to do it. He hates doing it. Well, the only way you can prevent yourself from being the DH every day is you got to put the work in. And I haven't heard any reports that he's not doing that, but you got to start seeing some results. And, you know, like I said, he, he's, he's made some improvements this year and made some decent plays out there and it hasn't killed you. But he's, he's played 132 games in the big leagues going back to the start of last year. So 132 games uh, in left field. So he doesn't even have a full season's experience, and part of that is because he gets himself hurt. <laughs> if he hadn't got himself hurt like two or three times, he would have a full season. But I think I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, but the big picture, it certainly looks like you know he's not your permanent option out there. But, you know, things can improve for him. Uh, but certainly tonight was not a good night. It was all over social media. And Cubs fans were spiking the ball, and that's fine. It is what it is. Uh, it, it was certainly an ugly night. Uh, whenever, whenever you're featured on the front page of MLB.com, you, usually it's been good stuff for the White Sox lately, but not tonight with Eloy. only good thing about Eloy is he knows how to hit, and he hits the ball really damn hard. We saw it the other day. We saw uh, some previews of it today. He That bat is electric. That's why I get so mad of him in the outfield because it's not that hard, and it's one-two, I think. It's to, to read the ball off the bat, to take routes that are better than he did. It's a little bit just, hey, I got to get better because I want to be the complete player. You don't have to be Luis Robert. Just be, you know, you said, Kyle Schwarber, a guy – I think Eloy is much more better athlete than Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber grew up. He came up as a catcher, so he yeah. so he had that template to work with, and he got better. You know, so I'm that we don't. I don't knock Kyle Schwarber. Like I, 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 I salute him for the improvements that he's made because I didn't take any enjoyment out of him. You know, being a butcher out there in left field for the Cubs in 2015 when it mattered and the most. And you saw he got hurt. He got hurt that game. That's why he came yes. and missed most of 2016 because yep. he got hurt like in the third game. Yep. So yeah. The thing is, Kyle wanted to, wanted to play, and he wanted to get better, and his arm is always great, and he could always throw people out. But now, you said he's a serviceable guy, even a little above average. I would, you know, wouldn't mind Kyle Schwarber being in my left field if I was a team. Ozzie Guillen made some headlines today for what he said about a former White Sox player. But before we get into that, this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, there's so many reasons to repair and maintain your car. One of them is to save money. And then you can use that money on other important things in your life like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store? Did you guys know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. RockAuto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login so no more searching for passwords that you forgot rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they've got everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps and motor oil and even carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices 
that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts at a chain store? Why do that? Don't be silly. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget this, so important, right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they could know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so while we were doing the podcast last night, uh, while we were doing our own post game, there was another post game going on on NBC Sports Chicago, and this th- this made my day today. This is uh, Ozzie Guillen and uh, Chuck Garfine last night from NBC Sports Chicago talking about last night's pitcher for the Brewers Hauser and how he came over in the trade from the Astros in the Carlos Gomez deal and uh, in which the Brewers also got Josh Hader in the deal as well, along uh, Mike Fires going to the Astros. So here's uh, here's Ozzie Guillen talking about uh, sort of Carlos Gomez versus Nick Swisher. Uh, who do you hate more? Oh, my God. Nick, nobody can compare that with Nick Swisher. I, I hate Nick Swisher with my heart. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. You want to get into that a little more or no? No, not really, but I think he hit me back. That's nothing wrong with that. I think he's a good player, yeah. Yeah. We used him the wrong way? I used him the wrong way? Yes. You used him the wrong way. I play, I play him center field and batting first, second. You got, that guy got to be right field, batting 10. The way he did it with the Yankees. You know, he take the heat away, play good for New York yeah, championship. They did. All right. I mean, I hate him as a person. I don't hate him as a player. Right. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ozzy. That, that, thanks, for thanks, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> That's okay. I just hate him as a person. I just hate his whole essence. That's okay. But as a player, oh, fine. Just fine. Um, that made my day today. And a lot of uh, Sox Twitter was uh, was upset about, uh, about Ozzy Guillen's comments today. I mean, like, you know, first of all, I love the honesty. I mean, I'm going to cape for Ozzy all day long. I love the honesty. He's like one of the few people in sports that actually makes me laugh. Like you see a lot of sports figures out here like, oh, this guy is so funny. And he's a great quote. No, you guys weren't Ryan around. <laughs> Who's that? Ryan Dempster. People say he's funny. He is not funny. Right. So, but yeah, but Ozzy Guillen, actually funny and not scared to tell the truth. And just almost almost unsolicited there. Um, we're talking about Nick Swisher. But a lot of Sox Twitter was upset uh, uh, for some reason, because that's what Sox Twitter does. They like to be upset. But for, for, let me whiteboard this for uh, for a lot of you younger listeners. Who it, it, this is sad that we have to whiteboard this, but I think it's right when your last playoff appearance was twelve years ago. Uh, so Nick Swisher was with the White Sox for one season. He uh, he came over in a trade right for Gio Gonzalez. Gio was, Gonzalez, yeah, yeah, tonight's starter. How appropriate and. He was the uh, what appears as time tells it. It was the contingency plan. It was the backup plan because Kenny Williams wanted Tory Hunter. So Tory Hunter and the the, the free agency of uh, the offseason of two thousand seven going into two thousand eight. White Sox needed an outfielder. They they needed a center fielder badly because they had just come off the Robin Koviak experiment and the Brian Anderson thing wasn't panning out. Uh, it was pretty evident at that point, so they needed to solidify center field. They were still in their championship window, and we all wanted Torrey Hunter. He was the best center fielder of that era, no doubt, and um, I think he's overlooked as one of the greatest center fielders of, of our generation. But Sox swung and missed. They didn't land Torrey Hunter. It goes to the Angels for a boatload of cash. Salute. God bless. Um, so the Sox end up trading for Nick Swisher, and Nick Swisher – 
didn't have the best of years on the south side. Um, he he was immediately a fan favorite with a lot of people because of his, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. His 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 swagger. Ad, his swag. That's literally what he said. Yeah, swagger. the swagger. Yeah, the, the I mean the faux swagger as Ozzy explains yeah. it there. The, but you know, if you go back and read some of the articles from from Cowley and people reporting on the Sox at the time, but it was billed as. Here's Nick Swisher, the guy who's giving you this outside persona, and fans are buying into it, and Dirty Cat Salon, and Salon and Dirty 30, and all that stuff. But meanwhile, in the clubhouse... Tommy Bahama. Tommy Bahama. And meanwhile, in the clubhouse, opposite guy, sulking, uh, making uh, the experience miserable for other players. And I, I think Orlando Cabrera was one of the guys whose sensibilities mm-hmm. he sort of uh, irritated. There was a lot of gamers still on that White Sox team. I mean, this is the most of the guys from the 05 team were still there. Your AJs, Canercos, Jermaine Dye, uh, all the gamers were still there. And then all of a sudden you have a guy, Nick Swisher, who appears to be someone that's going to mix it up in the clubhouse a little bit and keep things light. It looked on paper like, oh, this is a great acquisition. A big time on base guy is exactly what they need. So Ozzy bats some lead off, and, and I do appreciate that Ozzy owned up to it. He's like, I use him wrong. Like, you won't hear guys talk like that usually and you know before you say you hate someone um but Ozzy's out here campaigning for a gig and he's talking about how he misused a player and how he hates a player but regardless so the Nick Swisher thing did not work out on the south side they ended up winning division uh but it was a lot of in spite of him he was pretty much a non-factor in the playoffs and and in the stretch run of 08 Um, yeah he didn't I don't know if he even started a game in the playoffs he was he didn't start the blackout game I don't think no no, they got Griffey, and then Brian Anderson, like, he yeah. was just pretty much re- relegated to the bench as a bench bat. And I don't even know, like, he might not have been on the playoff roster. It was so much, like, by that time, the White Sox were much better without him because he had a terrible year. He did, and it just got worse and worse, and the the attitude, people started to sniff it out, the media and fans alike, they, they noticed, okay, this is not uh, a real thing. But then he went on to have some success. Uh, the Yankees win the World Series the next year with him there on the team so god bless uh, you know way to go um but people got mad at that you know because nick swisher had a pretty decent career in the big picture but uh people said ozzy misused him ozzy just said he misused him but i i just found that incredibly hilarious today uh I, I, that's one of my all-time favorite quotes right here i hate as a person i know hate as a player right <laughs> so yeah i think we can use that uh, going forward uh, for a lot of people but uh, what, what, what did you make of that whole ozzy versus swisher thing today i love the honesty it was so great um yeah and i, I kind of knew i think everybody kind of knew that he didn't like him and that no one really liked him on the white Sox. he was a bad mix and he was not uh, the guy that they had traded for you, like you said, the on base was high at Oakland, doing the things, uh, dirty thirty and sliding and being that kind of grimy type of guy. But uh, that didn't jibe, and he wasn't even a factor on a team that won the division eventually. So it was like, uh, uh, I knew that Ozzy didn't like him, but for him to say it on on TV today or yesterday was so great. That honesty, that unfiltered, is what we need more of in baseball. That played. That played all over Twitter today. Nick Swisher was tw- was trending for doing nothing because Ozzy talked shit about him. That's what we need. That's what baseball needs. They need just like personalities. They need people to talk about other people uh, who they don't like. They don't need fakeness. They don't need ESPN dialed up 
uh, nice baseball presentation. They need a little bit more personality. A guy like Dan Pleasvac, who's a personality. Guys on MLB Network will tell you like it is. And Ozzy will tell you like it is. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I look forward to, you know, when Ozzy was the manager here. Like, I'll just let you a little behind the curtain, people. I uh, produce for the score. So does Chris Tannehill. But I do this uh, thing where I have to cut up or listen to the pre-game uh, press conferences, now Zoom calls of both David Ross and Ricky Renteria. And when I say that they're boring, I'm underselling it. That shit is terrible. <laughs> they're, they're getting questions asked to them, which, you know, these guys are pros and guys and girls are pros. You know, they just have to do it. They have to get their articles or their whatever written. And it's boring as shit. Ozzy, back in the day, is why we do this. Because he we didn't used to do these pregame conferences or postgame press conferences. Ozzy was a must listen for pre and post game because he could say anything at any time. There'll be a topic tomorrow on the station. So I blame Ozzy for being so great and I want him back so I can when I'm doing that job, I feel like, OK, I'm doing something that actually matters. I'm doing something that, you know, will be played on the radio station, not, hey, I'm cutting up stuff just for busy work. And that's literally what I'm doing. But Ozzy made that happen because right after him, we had Rob Ventura didn't say a damn thing. And now Ricky doesn't say a damn thing. And I got to listen to Joe Madden all last year. And now David Ross, they don't really say anything. No topics are being produced by that. So I want that back. I need that as my manager to take the pressure off of my players to put the, the focus directly on him. One of the other things today that I read from uh, Brett Ballantini, who does a great job covering the White Sox for uh, Southside Hit Pen, which is uh, Sports Illustrated's uh, White Sox site. Uh, he, he was covering the team back then for uh, Comcast Sportsnet. And, well, maybe he, maybe he wasn't covering then, but he, he did later on. But he says uh, on his Twitter today, my favorite Nick Swisher story involves him getting a chubby over his bobblehead and Juan Uribe, Juan Uribe, pissing all over it, telling him we're here to win games, not get giddy about promotional items. Uh, I'm gonna have to follow up with Brett Ballantini to see if he meant he like Juan Uribe actually pissed on the bobblehead. <laughs> I, I could see that being a thing in a baseball clubhouse of all the things we've heard of baseball players doing, but that was one of my favorite things. It sort of embodies. Uh, what I was trying to uh, articulate and did a poor job of doing so about that clubhouse that year and the dynamic that was going on inside of it. But yeah, I don't I don't know if uh, if Ozzy will latch on again anywhere, especially in, in today's uh, climate. You know, he had a rough go of it in his his last year in Florida with some of the things that he would say politically uh, incorrect and. I, I definitely don't think he'll latch on here again as long as Kenny Williams is here. But I have seen crazier things happen in sports. This episode of Lockdown and White Sox is brought to you by Postmates. If you're like me, you're probably already thinking about what to do for dinner tomorrow. You could be listening to this in the morning or in the afternoon during lunch, but food is always on your mind if you're like me. And if you're like me, you love using Postmates. But I kind of even love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving my house. 
or even opening the door for that matter. And given what's going on in the world today, they've created non-contact deliveries. How awesome is that? So now when I order food from my favorite restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which you can use to order takeout from your favorite local restaurants. And listen up, you guys need to be supporting your local businesses right about now. It's been a tough year for them. I've been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community and you should do the same. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. No, no, no. They actually make your life easier by picking up everything you need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside your door. Just download Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And check this out. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. White Sox losers tonight to the Brewers. They've dropped two straight tonight by a score of 8-3. to three. It was an ugly one, but there's always another game tomorrow, and we'll be here to break that one down as well. So we want to thank you guys for listening all week, and don't forget, we've got Mailbag Monday, and we, they're already starting to pour in a little bit. Herbie, tell them how they can get a hold of us for the mailbag. You need to email us at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. That is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Questions. You want to comment about the podcast. You want to comment about anything, anything we say on this, or you just want a question answered about your everyday life. We got you. So we read them all. Just send them into LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Follow us at LockedOnSocks on Twitter. Individually, Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill, and I, Herb Lawrence, is at EctorWall23. So for Chris Tannehill, I am Herb Lawrence. It's a sad episode of Locked on Socks, but damn it, we're back later on this weekend to recap the it's season. Not, it's recap- not, a, not that sad of an episode. I mean, it's not it like it's not I'm like it's not it's not like different strokes where the, where the boys nearly almost got molested. In the bike shop, yeah, <laughs> where they nearly got molested by the Maytag repairman. It's not a very special edition of Locked on Socks. We'll, we'll be all right. Gordon jump. <laughs> <laughs> the sun the, the sun will shine tomorrow, and there'll be baseball. Hopefully, as long as uh, all the teams don't go out tonight and celebrate and get COVID, uh, which was one of the things that did not happen to Eloy on that fly ball so I guess not all is wrong with the world and we'll, we'll survive to, to fight another day maybe the Windians will be like tired from scoring all those damn runs with the Reds <laughs> today and they'll come in tonight feeling good yeah. maybe uh, enjoying themselves and thinking that they're kings of Ohio and then Savali <laughs> will get rocked tomorrow yeah the, the I mean, Re- that's the only thing we can hold on to the Reds thing it's it's not looking good uh, for the for, for people who are high on the Reds this year and and I don't, I don't know. The Brewers are starting to wake up a little bit. I, I think they've got issues uh, with, with depth, and their lineup isn't what it was when I made my prediction. But certainly with some of the pitching that they've got trotted out there, I can kind of see, okay, I feel a little bit better about the Brewers. Obviously, I don't think they're in the class of the Cubs, but a lot of crazy things can happen here in the final stretch. But, yeah, that's all but we got in this, tonight. In this, in this uh, year, they're now in the playoffs. They're only th- they're three and a half games behind the Cubs, but they're in second place in the NL Central. And so. so are the Sox. They're in the playoffs, too. I think they've, they the Indians have leapfrogged them in the loss column. Uh, they've got one more win than the White Sox do. But, yeah, the Sox are in the playoffs right now as it stands, too. So, see what I mean? It's not that bad. No one got molested by the Maytag repairman tonight. 
Ooh, Tanny, I'm uh, sad to say that oh, they, no. are they have out? overtaken us. Yeah. Oh. The Cleveland Indians are eight and six. The White Sox are seven and six. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I meant. But the Sox are still in the in the playoffs if it started today, right? What is it? Oh yeah, they're still yeah. in the playoffs yeah, because yeah. of the these eight teams that make it. Yeah. yeah. But they're not like automatically in the players. I want to be in the real players. <laughs> I know. No matter how to play th- a best of three series with some other team that Sucks, too. For Chris Tannehill, this is not a very special episode of Locked on Socks. Hey. I'm Herb Lawrence. Hey, Herb, you want to watch? You want, you want, <sighs> hey, so you sad. and Dudley want to come over and watch some watch some videotapes? <laughs> you got ice cream in the back. I know you guys like ice cream, right? What are you and Dudley? I'm sad we're laughing at a molestation. But it was, I mean, it was not funny, but it was like, what the fuck? Dudley's all naked in the back. <laughs> Dudley couldn't wait. <laughs> But Arnold's like, nope, I'm going home. <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, you got a, I think at the end of that, you got a uh, Conrad Bain just uh, pretty much sitting you down and saying, you know what? This is wrong. <laughs> what Gordon Jump did to Dudley was wrong. So if anybody touches you, speak up to your parents. <laughs> See, again, I feel bad making fun of that very special episode of Different Strokes, but also it was funny in how the context it was presented it it was weird as hell <laughs> indeed that does it for tonight's episode of... yes for the third time ed farmer <laughs> good night Reader saying see you tomorrow friends <laughs> don't talk to me tomorrow when you see me at the health club because it's closed yes. i shouldn't be there because of COVID 19 <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious all right See you later, folks, from Locked On Socks. Have a great night. Don't talk to me tomorrow about what happened, friends. I know I'm going to see you at the health club.